Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Gritty Girls podcast. I'm Christina Lee, your host, along with my co-host, Leslie Campbell. Hi, Leslie. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's uh, It's been a busy day, uh, so it's kind of nice to just settle down and, and get a time, get some time to chat with you. Right. So, you know, this is another COVID special, if you will, of the Gritty Girls podcast, an unedited version. And today we thought we'd talk about a topic that we've mentioned in the past, um, which I'll say, you know, Christine and I have I still homeschool. Christina has in the past. Um, however, we never did an episode on it before because we didn't think that the majority of our listeners would find it all that interesting. Mm-hmm. Until now, enter the pandemic. Yes. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, and just to explain, so Leslie's calling in. Normally, I love it when she's here in our little pop-up studio with me because her sound quality is much better. So I have to warn our listeners, um, both times that I think that two or three times that we recorded, maybe four, I've had drop calls. And uh, yeah. so you've been very gracious. And uh, so bear with us because it might happen <laughs> again. But yeah, homeschooling, um, you know, it's, it's really topical right now. Um, I, you know, there are articles out there online. Uh, you're, if you're thinking about it, you know, if you're not thinking about it, uh, it's because probably you don't have a choice maybe. And your kids, you know, you just have to send them back. Or maybe you're excited to send them back. Uh, to school mm-hmm. now that uh, school has opened up, but there are a great number of uh, of you and including me and Leslie who have our kids at home, um, right. and you're, you know, many of you who are doing it probably have anxiety around it and had never done it before, and certainly maybe never even thought about it before, never contemplated the idea of right. homeschooling. I think the big difference between the people who are doing it now, those who are finding themselves doing it, and us, is that for one, you know, we had a choice. Leslie and mm-hmm. I pondered this decision, we researched that decision, and then made the choice. Whereas parents are either, well, the parents who are doing it now, there's a large number who are doing it because they feel like they don't have a choice. Uh, number right. one, they're doing it because they chose distance learning. So they're still using the school curriculum, but their mm-hmm. kids are at home and they ultimately have to oversee their kids, right? And play the teacher. And then exactly. you have right, and then you have parents maybe who feel that the distance learning just doesn't have the quality uh, as it would have if their kids were in school and doing that curriculum in person. Either way, they probably they feel like they're homeschooling. So Yeah, it's definitely a change and mm-hmm. it was one that they were thrust into. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't envy those parents at all because that's really tough to have to completely um, change the way you do life in such a short amount of time. Yeah, I, I am very sympathetic. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, and, of course, we can think back to when we started and right. how much anxiety there was. I mean, there just was. I, oh, I remember being yeah. deathly afraid. So I was. Did you ever consider mm-hmm. homeschooling? Like, did you ever imagine yourself making that choice? No, not at all. I, I, I had a lot Me of the. Neither. Yeah, yeah. You know, we just mentioned this before the show. Leslie and I kind of asked each other. What Leslie asked me that question, and I told her no until I I contemplated homeschool homeschooling. 
And I'm trying to think of how the seed got planted in my mind, but no, it wasn't. I know how it got planted in mine. It Mm -hmm. was actually not my idea. It was my husband's. And when he brought it up to me, I thought he had lost his damn mind. (laughs) I really did. Because it's scary. I looked at him. I said, really? I said, why? Around that time, there had been another big school shooting in the news and and there had also been some articles that were coming out about um, public schools, some public schools, not all. Some schools were kind of, they weren't accurate, they weren't adequately preparing their students for college. And my husband just goes, well, I'm worried about safety. Keep in mind, my, my daughter was two at the time. We mm. had time to decide. Mm. He said, and I just think you'd do a better job. And I looked at him and I just said, I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts. I'm not a teacher. And he goes, but you're not stupid. Well, (laughs) that, yes. Okay. It's like, well, I'm not sure if that's a compliment. Okay. I know. Like, where's the bar? Where's the bar, really? Exactly. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll look into it and I'll get back to you. Uh So, and now at the time, I had a lot of preconceived ideas on what I thought homeschoolers were like. So I'm curious to see if some of yours were the same as mine, Christina. What did you imagine if someone brought up the term homeschooler? What kind of person popped into your head? Well, it was like my mother-in-law who made a face when I mentioned it to her. (laughs) She made a face, and you can imagine the face, and was trying to be uh, diplomatic, but was Mm -hmm. basically saying, what the hell are you thinking? And I'm sure my in-laws thought the same. Yeah, you know, WTF, what's going on? Right, so you could blame it on him. Well, I couldn't blame (laughs) it on Raymond. But, you know, my husband was really supportive. Raymond was really supportive. I mean, he felt like I could do a good job. And um, that's awesome. And just to mention, you know, Leslie, did you homeschool all the way through ultimately? Because Ella was two. So when did did. you start? So she was two when I first started looking into it. Mm -hmm. And, um, Soon after that, my my son was born, and I remember finding out that there was going to be a homeschool convention in Houston. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go check this out. And um, I was nursing at the time, so I packed up my son, left Ella at home with Dad, and I went. And I took, they had some courses that were just for beginners, Mm -hmm. like what's this all about, what about curriculum? How do you choose a curriculum? How do you do this? And I took so many notes. And then afterwards, they, they had a big um, exposition hall where you could go around and see the different um, companies that make curriculum. And you can look at it. You could purchase it. You could ask questions. And um, so before I went, I remember feeling a little anxious, thinking, okay, it's going to be a bunch of ultra-religious people, they're all going to be wearing head coverings and have long skirts on, and I'm going to stand out, and I'm not going to fit in. I'm not like these people. That was like my image in my Uh head. Uh And I went there, and while there were a few that fit that description, I will say the vast majority of people were just normal parents like you and me. Mm -hmm, And... um, Later on, as you know, my research continued, um, 
I found out that there were local uh, homeschool associations in my area. There was even a secular inclusive group that I could join Mm -hmm. that, you know, wasn't strictly religious. It was for all people. And um, so that was encouraging to me. And then when I started looking at kindergarten curriculum, when my daughter was about to be five, I remember looking at it going, surely I can't screw up kindergarten, mm, right? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, come on. I, and, and, there, and I discovered there was curriculum that tells you exactly what to do and exactly yeah. what to say. And yeah. I thought, well, I can follow directions. Let's see how kindergarten goes. And if I need to put her in school, I will. And I never stopped from then on. I just right. kept going. And yeah. now she's a junior in high school. Yeah. I mean, so, it's been a long yeah. road for you. So you're quite, you know... Yes, I have. Yes, yes. So you're quite an experienced homeschooler. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean that you know every curriculum out there, but you're no. an experienced homeschooler. Whereas, you know, yes. for me, my kids, um, my oldest uh, went to school and attended until third grade, and my youngest attended through um, first grade. So mm-hmm. then I homeschooled each of them for three years together. Then they went back to school two years ago, and this is their yeah. third year back um, this fall. So we kind of have a gamut of experience between us. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought um, we would talk about our top three. So we're going to do some top threes as we we talk about this um, with you all. We hope that the show will help you understand that we relate with you because we had those same uh, unknowns. I mean, we were neophytes, honestly, and never thought about homeschooling. But then had the seed planted for whatever reason and then started doing it. And between the two of us, we have kind of a range of experience with it. So hopefully this will help you and help to give you some confidence. And maybe also, though, confirm some of your worries about homeschooling. So well, let's talk about some myths. Yeah, well. and that too. Exactly. Exactly. So the top three drivers for homeschooling. Um, for me, and I think that as we talk about them, I would argue that these are pretty much top three for a lot of people and probably for many of you out there. Um, so for me, it was more family time. Mm-hmm. You definitely get more family time. Uh, freedom, freedom to create. Um, adaptive curriculum also, meaning that I could make that curriculum fit my child. So, for example, as we go through everything that's going on in our country today, Black Lives Matter, the protests, the the virus, right, COVID-19, right. Um, we can, you know, if, if we were homeschooling, we would be able to tailor our curriculum to what's happening in the world. We could actually, at the, you know, at the drop of a hat, we can say this is very important. Let's spend mm-hmm. a week looking at black history or a month on black right. history, on protests and the history of protests and why they're important to democracy. We virolo- would... Vi- uh, I can't say the word. Virology. Yes, virology. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You could do a, a, um, a month on, on viruses and on, mm-hmm. uh, on biology and, and physiology, on the immune system. We could... We could you could do that. Explore and, healthcare careers. Yes, correct. You know, yes. Way, yeah. Yes. Researchers, right? Uh, biomedical researchers. Um, and so you can do that. And what's great about that is that you can pick the topics that really appeal to your child because every kid has areas that they seem to glom onto more than others. Right. right? So those are my top reasons. What are we, what what were yours, Leslie? 
Well, so you talked about um, safety at first, right? So, you know, I kind of mentioned how I got into it. And of course, you know, my top three reasons have actually really evolved and changed over the years. While it started with uh, school safety, which, you know, still a concern, um, and just quality of education, it's kind of morphed into um, some similar some similar things as you. Uh, number one, we really enjoy the flexibility, and uh, my family likes to travel. And one thing that I really value is hands-on learning and experiential learning. And I want my kids to be able to have different experiences, uh, take part in other cultures, and when you homeschool, you're able to do that. Uh, you have the flexibility of schedule. Um, so that's, and also along with flexibility, I would say, um, you know, let's say someone's sick, we can stop for the day. It's okay. It's not going to rock our world. Let's say, um, someone's having just a really terrible mental health day and we just need to call it and realize, you know what, we're, we're banging our head against the wall right now. We're not getting anywhere. We're going to pick up tomorrow. Um, we have the flexibility to do that, and it's it's really nice. Or one thing that my family likes to do is we take our birthdays off. We don't do school on our birthdays. Mm. Um, that's a homeschool holiday. We have the flexibility to do that. We'll go out and we'll do something fun. Um, so I would say that's one reason. Another reason for us is uh, the same as you, adaptability as far as their education goes. So I have two very different learners two very different brains and what works for one kid I have discovered doesn't always work for the other. And with homeschooling, I have the freedom to change course if I need to. If I realize that something's not working, we can try another curriculum and find the thing that sticks. The other thing that's great is we can move at our, my kid's own pace. If my kid's struggling with the subject, we'll spend more time on it. I want to make sure my kid learns to, the, to mastery. You know, if, if I give them a worksheet or a test or quiz and I see that they're coming back making a C, I don't just count the C and keep going because that means they haven't really fully grasped the material. We're going to spend some more time on that until we can get that A because that means that they have fully grasped it and then we can move on. And also, again, if something's super easy, we'll spend less time on it. We won't spend a whole lot of time on something just for the sake of it. You know, if they get it, we move on. So that would be the second thing. Mm -hmm. um, thirdly, and this is kind of a more recent top uh, three reason for me, is my kids in the city I live in, they have the opportunity to enroll in college um, in high school. So they can get dual credit courses. When they enroll, they're not considered a high school student. They're considered a college student. They take an entrance exam, of course, and once they pass, they're in. And, um, of course, you want to check with your school. Every school is different. In the state of Texas where I'm at, I know that their credits will transfer to any state college or university. Mm -hmm. So um, for us, it's, it's a great choice. And um my daughter was supposed to start in the fall, but they're only doing virtual classes right now. And I really want her first college course to be in person. So we're hoping that she can start that in the spring. But um, I really like that opportunity. And mm -hmm. plus the state covers their, their tuition cost when they're in high school. So it's a great way to save money on college. 
So yeah, that'd be my top three. Yeah, you know, when you when you say that, we'll go ahead and jump into that a little bit. You were talking about college because that is one of the the worries that some people can have mm-hmm. about homeschooling is, you know, is my child going to be prepared? Um, right. Is my child going to fall behind? Um, you know, it really depends on what age your child is. Um, if you're mm-hmm. looking at, you know, someone in first grade, second grade, third grade, it's really not something that, I, you know, when friends ask me, I tell them, no worries. Listen, yeah. it's a great time to homeschool at that age. It's really the perfect time. At that time is when the stakes are not high, when you can experiment, mm-hmm. when you can be so flexible, um, when you can uh, let them, you know, if they, one of the things that I loved um, about homeschooling was that, you know, we, one of the things my kids liked is to watch documentaries on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And there are so yeah. many good YouTubers making history documentaries. Mm-hmm. One of them, and with animation. So Maddox right. likes uh, extra credits. Yeah. yeah. So he likes we extra were credits. About ancient Korea. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what we watched today. There's so many, and they're really done well. So let's say he wanted to learn about Ned Kelly, and uh, he started watching a video on it. So let's say something brought up Ned uh, Kelly, or uh, and and he he looked it up and he found uh, the first video. So extra credits will do um, like an eight part series, even on on someone or a um, a specific subject, and really delve into it if it's a big subject. Yeah. So. I just let him, you know, he could just keep watching it uh, and we would talk about it after or the next day we would um, maybe uh, explore how this relates to a different time in history. So Mm, you have the ability right then to to let him continue to probe that subject without saying, well, we have to stop now because we have to move on to this. Um, right, they there, have the time to pursue that. Yes, there aren't these artificial constructs around the time and the schedule, right? In order to fit, so it's not a one size fits all. It's one size no. for you, right? Meaning and your size is just for you. Different. Mm-hmm. Some families take a more traditional approach. They um, kind of mirror public school at home. They have mm-hmm. textbooks and they structure their day similarly. Um, other par- other parents choose to use a classical style education, focuses on, you know, rote memory and uh, Socratic discretion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've integrated some of that into, I'm very eclectic, so I kind of pull from um, many different philosophies. Then there's another one called Charlotte Mason, where it's very literature based. Mm-hmm. And um, I even know a few unschoolers, and that term always scared the crap out of me, but um I've got to say, some of them do it right. Uh, one friend of mine in particular who identifies as an unschooler, um, her son, she was very worried about him. He wasn't super motivated and until he hit high school. And um, all of a sudden, one day, he got really serious. He went up to the school, enrolled, passed all of the exams to get in, and um, he's graduating high school with an associate's degree mm-hmm. and he's on this path toward becoming a, um, a, a cop basically. Right. So he's, 
Yeah. So yeah. in fact, um, that is a common thing. I can, I know several families whose students have graduated with associate's degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, many of them do go on to get bachelor's in higher education. You know, a lot of them transfer to larger universities. But um, it's nice to get all those core classes out of the way. You know, yeah. and they have more time to focus on what they really want to learn. Right. Exactly. And so, you know, I, I think, so as Leslie mentioned, there are all these different avenues. Um, and the nice thing about those early years, if your child is younger, is that you you do get to enjoy it without as much stress. And I think for me, mm-hmm. one of the drivers was that, and I talked about them, but one thing I didn't really get into that was kind of girding all that was um, the, the the lack of stress. So mm. take advantage of that. Um, if, yeah. if you are homeschooling and your child is in, in primary school, enjoy oh, the, elementary in elementary school. Yes. Enjoy the lack of stress because when they are in school, there, there is more stress. There's, there's the stress yes. to, uh, you know, to do the curriculum the way it is to, to do homework in a specific amount of time. Um, and you know, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, I think right. that you can hit your milestones, um, in a way that uh, fits your child. Right. So, and I think you need to think out of the box too, you know, as far as worrying about falling behind. I think that a lot of people have this idea that we only learn if we're reading the textbook and then doing worksheets and then tests. And really, that's not true. So, one of the things I have loved over the years is because of our flexibility, we do a lot of field trips. So um, my kids take classes at the museum. In fact, my son's in a dissection course right now. Um, So we go to our local museums, our art museums. We've visited a goat farm. (laughs) We've, We've gone to all these amazing places. We've been to a peach orchard. We've been to a health museum. We've visited, um, oh my gosh, there's just so many. Like yeah, there's like a Noah's turtle um, rescue. Um, there's a NOAA. I, th- I think it's mm-hmm. a National um, Atmospheric Oceanic. There's there's a place that um, actually um, monitors sea turtles, and we went right. and did a field yes. trip there together. There yeah, are we so went many to an programs. Alligator rescue and yeah. uh, NASA mm-hmm. and. Yeah, state parks have, and, and mm-hmm. even local parks have a lot of wonderful nature classes. That's right. Um, that we go to. Um, there's so many resources. It will, of course, I will say this. We have the luxury of being in a large city. Right, we do. So we have a ton of resources at our Right, being in the Houston area, yes. Yes, and they cater to homeschoolers, mm-hmm. like the zoo, the museums, mm-hmm. uh, the art galleries. They often uh, create courses during the day for homeschoolers. They do. So um, we're very fortunate to have that, and um, I'm also fortunate to be in a large homeschool association that organizes. I was just going to mention that, right? For me, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, because I guess that moves. That brings us to our second worry, which is socialization, right? Yeah, it is. Um, and so if we talk about the top three um, worries about um, homeschooling, we can also tap into uh, the top resources um, for homeschooling. Mm-hmm. So yes. we can get into that. And then um, yes, we'll go back we'll to, yes, I'm talking a little bit about high school. And if your kids are a little higher up there, um, we can we can touch on that again. So. Mm-hmm. All right, so top three worries around homeschooling. And I think that for both Leslie and I, we, we heard this um, 
asked uh, of us when we decided to homeschool. And it was it was my worry, too. These three things were worries that I had, and they were the same worries that people had when I told them I was deciding to homeschool. So one, yeah. not enough socialization, the yeah. worry that somehow they're cloistered at home, they're not exposed to other children of their age or of <laughs> other ages. I just laugh at that now. Well, now, yes, afterwards. <laughs> so um, not true. That was my top concern. And uh, another is that the kids will fall behind, that they're right. not. And I do want to address that a little bit, um, that the kids, kids I will. I think a lot of, yeah. Yeah. I think. I think it can be a valid concern. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes down to the parent, yes. honestly. Yes. Kids will fall behind, uh, and tied in with that is whether, and the parent not feeling equipped, right, to help mm. that student to make sure the student doesn't fall behind. And then the third worry, which is that, well, my child is not going to learn from me. You know, there's going to be mm. too much power struggle. I don't think we can do it. So yeah. those are the top three that I heard mm. um, and that um, – and and they were partly they were actually my three top concerns. Would you say they're yours? Um. Well, were were yes. yours? Yeah. Were yeah. So yeah, they were. Um. So this. Sorry, I just plugged in my phone. I didn't realize it was going to make a noise. Okay. Um, <laughs> um. So which one do you want to focus on first? So the not enough socialization. I think that obviously okay. with the pandemic, we understand that that actually takes care of itself for now. We're not socializing yeah, the so, way we used to. And so, yeah. but but we can talk about it because if you decide to continue to homeschool, why did Leslie and I end up laughing at that, right? That was like the first mm-hmm. thing I laughed about because my ch- my children had more socialization when we began homeschooling than before. And the reason mm. is that for me, I joined a co-op. We did do yeah. classical um, conversations, which is a right. a co-op where we met once a week officially. But because I ended up being really good friends with the parents uh, in that co-op, we did so many things together outside of of class of that one day. We right. went on field trips together. We did the fall festivals together. Um, you know, I had like a tinker day in my class where in my in my house where some kids came over, you know, and built yeah. things. Um, and, you know, I, I we did robotics. Uh, we started a robotics team together that to this day still competes together and won uh, a few of their That's regional awesome. competitions. So yeah. and that was all birthed from the decision to homeschool. Um, and so right. I, I mean, that was total joke on me. I mean, you know, <laughs> right. So that was the one thing I heard too mm-hmm. from concerned family members yes. uh, was, you know, what about socialization? And I remember that first year in kindergarten, um, after about a month and a half, I thought to myself, this feels really lonely. I don't like this. And um, I mean, Ella had some friends that she had had from preschool, but they had all gone on to public school. Mm. So we were having to kind of find a whole new social circle. So that's when I reached out to our local uh, homeschool association. We actually had several in our area. So that's a resource. Um, yeah, definitely definitely do a search for your local um, homeschoolers yes. association, right? And I will say this. They're, they're all very different. Some are religious, and you have to sign a statement of, statement of faith. It's going to scare some people. The, yeah, that is. Yeah. So I chose a secular inclusive yes. um, group because 
I really value diversity mm-hmm. and um, I wanted my kids to be around you know, all kinds of different people. Mm-hmm. And so, and it also happens to be the largest group in our area. And they had a lot of resources and they had a special group just for preschoolers, a group for elementary, middle school and high school. And I thought that was really great. So mm-hmm. um, once we joined that, uh, we also discovered Scouts and we got involved in that. In Boy Scouts, and, right. Cub Scouts, Boy yes. Scouts. Yeah. Cub Scouts came a little later because my son was... Um, he was still three whenever, two or three when I started homeschooling. But, um, <clears throat> man, once we got involved and we started attending field trips and uh, we got involved in, in our co-op with our homeschool association, we were fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter's two very best friends, um, she's known for years, and she met them at our, at our co-op and in our homeschool association. Um, when my son was five, he joined Cub Scouts, and um, he's still in Scouts to this day. And um, yeah, I mean, my kids, and plus they do extracurricular activities too with other kids that aren't homeschooled. You know, and, yeah, they, they've done martial arts, they've done golf, they've done dance, uh, soccer, uh, volleyball, uh, all kinds of different things. So, um, I you think, know, we've yeah, always been involved in something. I think the main difference, if you're wondering why, you know, for the listeners, why it is that we say there's more socialization. For me, the key difference is that you're doing things as a family. So what's happening is that I'm making friends with the parents of those children. And so because I got to know those parents at the same time, it became our families became friends. Whereas what happened before when the kids were in school was that they would be friends with people I didn't know. I I didn't know who Mm -hmm. they were friends with. And then if they wanted a play date, there was more involved in terms of, okay, you have to give them my number. The mom has to call me. And then we'd have to coordinate a time. Whereas with this, you know, your whole family sees this, these, all these other families, 20, right. 50, 100 families once a week, if not more. And so you, well, you get know the opportunity. For me now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because my daughter's high, in high school, she has, she also has a lot of friends that are in public school now because they're all, I'll tell you, all the teens are all connected online mm-hmm. and they meet their, their teen friends, friends online. And so <laughs> that's great for parents actually, with high schoolers, right? To know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So over half of her friends are now public schoolers now. That's and great. So I'm just, I'm just first, like, I'm just now like experiencing like, wait, you want to hang out with who? Who's this? How do you know this person? And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like becoming investigative, you know, trying to figure out, okay, you know, who is it you want to hang out with? But, um, but yeah, I see what you're saying about families. And the other thing that, I think is great about the socialization that happens in homeschooling is um, this. So as we all know, bullying has been a pervasive problem <laughs> in schools. And, and I, I can't blame all the, the teachers because it's impossible to manage every single interaction between a group of 30 kids, mm-hmm. right? You just, it's just, it's impossible. Um, teachers already have an impo- impossible task placed upon their shoulders. Um, one thing that I really loved is, so we used to go to park day. Our, our homeschool association had a park day every single week. And when my kids were younger, we went every single week. And what was amazing was that anytime there was a conflict or a problem between a couple kids at the playground, 
we were able to talk it out. Like if my son came and said, hey, he hit me or whatever, I'd say, okay, we go find the mom, talk to the mom, and then have the kids talk it out. It turned into an educational experience. They got to learn how to manage conflict Mm -hmm. because the parents were there to coach them through. Mm -hmm. And that, that is huge for Mm -hmm. me for kids to be able to learn how to do that and have, you can't do that on a playground, um, you know, in a, in a large school. It's like you're saying it it devolves if it's just kids, it kind of devolves into kind of a Lord of the flies. (laughs) No, it is. You know, I remember myself Mm -hmm. in first grade, we were playing chase. Uh Oh, and at one point this group of boys, chased me to the far corner of the field and forced me to lift my skirt (gasps) and yeah it was terrifying I remember feeling so terrified oh my gosh they scarred you that's terrible and so finally the bell rang it was time to come in and the teacher finally noticed me back there in the corner crying. That's terrible. Yeah. I told terrible. her what was yeah. going on. Oh, I no. I have no idea if anything, if any discipline was made, if, yeah. if there was any. Yeah. I didn't see it. But, um, yeah, I, I remember witnessing some things, you know, yeah. myself as a kid growing up. Um, it Though, still yeah. my mind to, to homeschool my kids. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was an adult. But, yeah, it was one thing I remember. Yeah, no, and right, and so those are the kinds of things that you know. If you if you homeschool, you you kind of you you get to be around more, right? You get to be For around every more. Every kid you, that's on the playground, there's a mom, and if yeah. anything like that's going on, it's getting nipped in the bud right then and there. Yeah, and they're the kids are learning how to socialize. They're they're kind of yes. learning what uh, what social so so right. here's to socialization then right is that you get this extra bit of where not only are they getting socialization um, they're, they're kind of getting guided good. right they're, yeah, getting, they're guided. getting guided yes they're getting and, guided and also with different age groups you know in in, in school um, you're always with people your own age right such a great point. Mm-hmm. It's right. a great and then, bonus like, if you're in fifth of homeschooling. Grade, you would yes. dare associate with the mm-hmm. second grader because right. that would make you uncool, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in homeschooling, everybody plays with everybody. Right. Yes, <laughs> they do. Age. So yeah, you're socializing with all ages, mm-hmm. and because there's more adults, you're also getting more adult interaction as yes. well. So right. there's a right. lot of socialization that's taking part. That's actually more natural in the real world. We don't all just hang out with and interact with people our own age. Mm-hmm. I don't just hang out with 40-year-olds, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I meet and talk with people of all ages. That's real socialization. And mm-hmm. I feel like in a homeschool setting, as long as you're getting them out there and you as a parent are taking that initiative to make those things happen, mm-hmm. then you can have a lot of positive socialization. Now, I will give a caveat is that I have known a couple families that have homeschooled that really didn't get out there a whole lot, mm-hmm. and they didn't do a lot of socialization. And But that was, that was their choice. But that's your freedom, and but, that's the thing about, right, homeschooling is that. Right. right. So, you know, and, of course, we could argue whether that's good or bad. I've got my own opinions about that. I'll keep it to myself for now. But, um, you know, I will say the opportunities are there. You just have to 
take initiative and go look for them. Yes. So then let's get into uh, the second part because we're at uh, 35 minutes. As you can see, this is a great topic and we could talk about this for hours. Um, but we'll try to take another 10, 15 minutes for you and, and cover some of the important things that we really want to get in. So the fact that kids will fall behind, your fears that the kids will fall behind, that you're ill-equipped to, to, deal with, to, to teach them. Yes. Well, you know, some kids can fall behind. I think for, for yeah. parents who are not um, kind of carefully, uh, you know, thinking, being intentional about, about where the, what the end goal is, um, right. their kids can fall behind. I think if, if, if your child is not taking the math courses that your child needs to and he or she is interested in uh, a science career or, uh, you know, in, in engineering, then they're going right. to be in trouble. I mean, they're going to have a lot of catching up to do uh, in order to be ready um, right. to take those classes. Um, you need college calculus in order to... Uh, you know, go in that direction and get that degree. So, so for parents um, who, you know, are shying away from that, that's 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 something that you can't uh, avoid, and it's certainly right. something that you have to plan for and make sure your child is taking the math classes that they need. Now, having said that, there are so many resources um, out there. There mm -hmm. are even live classes. I'll mention one. Uh, we use Singapore Math Live. Uh, mm -hmm. This um, The person who started it uh, also created a high school math live. She mm. taught calculus, uh, high school calculus, then decided to, and she homeschooled her kids all the way through, then decided mm -hmm. she would start her own business. So she creates videos for Singapore math for a primary oh, first yeah, through a, sixth there's grade. There's a similar lady for yes. Saxon math. It's Nicole, the math lady. Very good. So well, if you choose Saxon for your curriculum, she's got a video for each and every lesson. Wonderful. Each and every book. Yeah. But um, for, for those who want it live, this uh, other per the, the person we did Singapore math live with she teaches those math math classes along with a few other instructors who work right. with her live. So well, another resource source that we use, mm -hmm. and also one that I am actually starting to teach through, is OutSchool. Um, so, I my daughter needed a a half credit for health. So what I did is I found uh, a sex ed course on OutSchool, and I found a nutrition course. Um, that paired with, and the nutrition course kind of encompassed um, physical health and hygiene as well. So it met all the standards for a health credit, right? Um, and so she took those with a live teacher on OutSchool. Um, for example, my background is in art. I mentioned earlier I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts. So um, I'm in the process of creating uh, art and art history classes for kids because I've found that there's a lot of parents who – they want their kids to learn art and to do art, but they don't feel artistic and they don't feel equipped to teach it. Well, you can find someone else who is if you're not comfortable with it. Um, since my daughter can't start, since she's not starting uh, college this fall, she's going to be taking chemistry on out school because that's not something I feel comfortable teaching. I didn't take chemistry in high school or college. So um, I want someone who is equipped. I found a teacher who is a, a college science professor 
uh, who is equipped to teach that. So that's what she's doing. It's wonderful. Uh, with the live teacher. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Owl School is a great resource cause, because you can find classes for just about every topic for every age group. That's, that's amazing. And there's live classes yeah. as well as flex classes that are pre-recorded. So and, you have a right, good and choice. Right. And this will round us back to I wanted to mention that if your child, if you want to, high, if, you, if you have a child who's in high school, uh, now and you want to homeschool and you want them to take AP courses, there are AP courses online for homeschoolers uh, mm-hmm. with the full curriculum, and you're you then can take the AP uh, test when they're done with that class. So right, you can that, do it on Khan Academy as well, which is free. And and so yeah, you can do that. And exactly, mm-hmm. such a great point, Leslie. So just because you want your child to be on that advanced AP, pre-AP route, it doesn't mean you have to go to school, go to public school right. to get that, or for them to take that test and, and do well and get that credit if you want your child to go to an out-of-state school, right? Right, um, Or exactly. to, a, to a more selective school. So there, there are these avenues, um, but the, the key is that you do have to do the research um, as a responsible parent or child or a high school kid who does want to homeschool. At that point, they're really independent. Um, and so for your child, uh, they really are. They are. They really have um, to be motivated if they want to homeschool. Um, and yes, in fact, my daughter, she's been in her room doing, she likes to do her school in her room. Mm-hmm. She's been in there all day doing her work. She's pretty much 98% um, independent at this point. She mm-hmm. comes to me for like help with editing papers. And um, a lot of her tests are done online. So I just go and I check the scores. And, um, yeah, I mean, she just comes to me basically if she's kind of stuck, you know, I'm just kind of monitoring at this point. I'm kind of like a manager mm-hmm. is kind of what I'm, where I'm at with her. My son, we're still kind of 50, 50, 50%. He's independent. The other 50, um, I'm right there with him, but that's partially my fault because I chose some teacher intensive curriculum. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but right. they were so good. I decided to go for it. So well, that's, um, I right. could have chosen some more, you know, student led curriculum, but um, I found some that um, taught in a way that I thought would be really good for him and covered some topics that I really wanted covered. And so, yeah, that's what we went with. Well, that's where we can talk about um, another resource. So for your child who, child who is in uh, in elementary school or in junior high is that you probably you're going to have more of a hands-on approach, especially in mm-hmm. elementary school. They actually become more independent the more they are in seventh and eighth grades. Of yes. course, this depends on your child. But you can go to a couple of places. So there is Rainbow Resources, which is mm-hmm. a huge, huge um, – uh, online uh, resource for books and curriculums uh, yes. where there are really great reviews. Kathy Duffy is one that you mentioned, Leslie. I used her a yeah. lot as well. Uh, oh, she did. does reviews, yeah. yes. I don't think yeah, any homeschooler reviews, would not know um, her, yeah. Oh, yeah. She reviews um, all the curriculum, so she can kind of break it down for you. And also, um, if there's a curriculum you're interested in, most of them will have either a free trial or some sort of sample that you can download, like sample lessons that you can download Very good and point. try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thing is to check out your local homeschool uh, store. 
See if there's a store right in your city or close by that sells homeschool or just curriculum. That way you can go and get your hands on some of these books, thumb through them and see if you feel like they're appropriate for your child. And if you like them, if you can teach them. I was about right? to mention conventions, but I forgot. Mm. Yeah, we're in a pandemic. Yes. So it's probably a no-go. Well, but um, <laughs> so the thing, unless they do something virtual, I'm not sure. <laughs> that would be hard. But they um, that yeah. would be hard. That would be hard. Well, it would be more like speakers online. Yes. Like they would have the speakers virtual. You just yes. wouldn't get the expo with all the curriculum there for you to check out. That and would then, be the main difference. Right. And then the other thing you could do is you could join like a co-op or you could you could join a co-op or some kind of group and wait to get mm-hmm. your supplies, meet people and ask them for the curriculum that they like, right? Um, right. And depending on your style, are you someone who really enjoys teaching and getting your hands in there? And, and having room to be creative, or do you want step-by-step? Step? You want everything spelled yes. out. You want a teacher's uh, workbook right. uh, as, as well as a workbook, and the That's teacher's work, workbook yeah, tells you exactly what to say verbatim. And yes. they have those, and when there I are started, good ones. That's what I did. I, yes. I wanted to be told exactly what to do step-by-step. Mm-hmm. Step. And for the first about three years, um, I used what's called a boxed curriculum. So it had all the subjects came with everything you need. You didn't have to get anything extra. It all was there. And then as I became more experienced and as I got to kind of know how my children learn, I began trying other things and experimenting more. And so now I have a lot more confidence in myself and um, I know my kids pretty well. So um, now I have a pretty good eye as far as picking out what's going to work for us and what's what's not. But those boxed curriculums are great if you're just starting out. And I'll mention this, too, if you're looking. Um, It's probably no surprise to most people that a lot of the curriculum that's out there is religious or faith-based. If you are a secular homeschooler, a great resource is uh, C Homeschoolers. That's S-E-A homeschoolers.com. They also have a wonderful Facebook group where people will post questions. I actually discovered uh, the science and the U.S. history curriculum that we're using this year. I discovered through the Facebook group. I put it out there. I said, hey, any suggestions? Well, they have a website as well. Um, it stands for Secular uh, Education Association. Educational, yeah, something yeah, like that. Hey, let's and, include um, these links in the show notes, like Rainbow Resources, yeah, Kathy yeah, Duffy, SEA, and National Home uh, Homeschoolers Association. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I think that would be Classical good. Conversations, yes, for them to choose from. Yes, and Classical Conversations is nationwide, mm-hmm. and it's in a few other countries as well. Yeah, they so we did that. We enjoyed that, and that is religious yeah. um, based. It is. Yes, it is. It's Christian. Based, but, yes, it's um, faith based. But yes, yeah, so you but know, there are great I mean, there are great um, positives um, to it that you know if yes. if if you if you're not sure, just know that um, I chose it because I loved uh, I loved its approach. I thought it was a wonderful right. I uh, love the method. Yes, I did too. Yeah. So, so and I'll say because I have to be kind of like you know I'm in a I would say a mixed faith household. You mm-hmm, know, so mm-hmm. my husband's an atheist. I'm a I'm a Christian. So we. Um, we tend to stay more secular as far as our curriculum goes, but, you know, I still share aspects of my faith with my kids. Um, but I will say my husband even saw the benefits of classical conversations and 
um, we still, I'm still thankful for the time we spent there because yeah, me too. the things that we learned have That's where have you and really I met. Stuck. <laughs> we didn't yeah, mention I know. that. That's right. We met. At, how did we not mention that before? Yes, we met at Classical Conversations. Yes. So I'll always <laughs> be grateful. Yeah. Yes. See, exactly. another homeschooling tie. This is, this is how Leslie yeah. and I met because I decided to homeschool and I decided to homeschool with Classical Conversations. Yes. So, yeah. I was like, oh, that chick is really cool. I'm going to get to know her. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I remember exactly the day we met. We were at, um, we were at, um, at Amanda's. Oh, yeah. Remember? Was that the IEW thing? Yes. IEW is a writing curriculum. Yes. It's great. Yes. My kids mm-hmm. really benefited from that, by the way. Oh, mine too. Yes. In fact, I'm still, I'm still using it. With yeah. Right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. I still have the big folder. So, all right. Okay. So we're at 48 minutes now, guys, um, we're going to tie in the last um, worry, which is the pushback from kids along with kind of the top three drawbacks to homeschooling. All right. Mm. So my top three, which kind of ties into some of your concerns about power struggle is one uncertainty about acceptance as the stakes get higher. What do I mean about that? I mean, to colleges, just Mm -hmm. uncertain about whether this is going to be competitive enough. Uh, Number two, hard to plug back into public school as you get into middle and high school. It's difficult because most middle and high schools now, um, they have a pathway for especially kids who are in the pre-AP uh, advanced mm-hmm. AP pathway. And if you're not plugged in starting in middle school, even prior to that, um, you can you can lose out a little. You have to work a little harder to get on that pathway. So right. it's, it's not easy to plug back in. And number three, kids have to want to continue to homeschool or there is a power struggle and you're dealing with power struggle when that transition going into middle school and high school, when it can have more of an impact on them. Right. Um, and so I think that, you know, if they don't want to homeschool any longer, when they need to be more independent about their work, uh, about their learning, then how are they going to get what you feel they need in order to be successful, in order for them, especially if you have the mind uh, of the mindset that, hey, if my kid does not know exactly what they want to do yet, I need them to do well enough where they can get into college mm-hmm. and have a year or two to think about it before they apply to their college of choice, right? Meaning whether it's I accounting or concerns, business, right? But now that my child's in high school, they're not concerned. I mean, I can't say they're not concerned. They'll always be a concern, but it's not a fear anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so we chose to continue through. through so I, I actually didn't give my daughter a choice. Um, just a year before she was to enter high school, there was a boy at the school she's zoned to who was arrested for threatening to shoot up the school. And I was like, absolutely not. Um, Plus, I wanted her to do dual credit. I actually Mm -hmm. felt like it was going to be more beneficial to her education to continue to homeschool. Um, So I actually found it to be more beneficial for her. Um, She doesn't exactly know what she wants to do for a while was x-ray technician now it's a third grade teacher so I thought you know what you can start dual credit at Lone Star 
that's going to get you to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be an x-ray tech or a third grade teacher, that doesn't require a degree from Harvard no. or, right. <laughs> you yeah. know, right. or, or even from Texas A&M University. Mm-hmm. So um, there's no point in... Um, they all cost money. I mean, it's... Yes. The, you have the, to make sure the value is, is there, right? We're yes. not going to go take out a $200,000 right. loan for yes. college when she might only make... $40,000 a year as a, as a teacher. Right. So that's something to consider. Now, my son is a little different. He's been talking about how he his dream is to go to MIT. So I thought, uh-oh, you know, here's where that concern comes in. I'm mm-hmm. thinking, do they like homeschoolers? I went to their website. They had a whole page about it. They love homeschoolers. That's they awesome. They love them. And they, in fact, they stated on their website, they said, we don't really care whether you were public school, taught, private school, or homeschooled. They said, what we care about is, are you passionate about what you want to pursue? I agree. And so they have a whole page dedicated to, how do you get into MIT? Now, obviously, you have to have excellent math and science scores. Mm -hmm. That's a given. Right. So he's going to have to... On his SATs. um, He's going to have to perform well. Um, However, on top of that, what I've been talking to him now, he's he's still in middle school, as I said. You need to think now, what can you do in high school to help propel you or to pursue this passion that you have? Because that's what they're really looking for. What did you do to pursue this passion? And you're going to write an essay, and you're, you're going to talk about the things that you did and why you want to be there and why you think that MIT is where you need to be. And so that was really encouraging for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so for him, our focus is definitely STEAM focused. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, talk about that teacher intensive curriculum. Um, I discovered a science curriculum that was written by a, he was a science professor who was tired of students entering in as freshmen being scientifically illiterate and unable to um, think critically mm-hmm. and, um, they weren't familiar with inquiry-based learning, which is what they do in a lot of science. That's what science is. It's all inquiry and observation. So, you know, again, I made that choice to use his curriculum because I thought, okay, this is written to help prepare kids for college, for for wanting to pursue the sciences. So this is what we're going to do with my son. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a lot of work on my end, but I'm going to do what I can to get him to where he wants to go if that makes sense. And we have the added, and the thing is, is with him, I have a severely ADHD kid. So he's got some disability there that would, um, public school would not be a good fit for him. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the environment that we've created here at home is going to help him become successful. And I think that what's um, what the listeners will, will hear when you say all of this is the confidence in your voice uh, that comes from this journey of having yes, homeschooled, yes, and growing into it. And uh, mm-hmm. and I think that that confidence comes from, though, you having done the research, you yes. knowing what path and you knowing your children, knowing their learning right. styles, knowing kind of, well, and, and financials need to fit in, fit in there the older they get. Um, right. And, and, coaching them and and honestly that you're learning about it as you go along and yes. taking and advantage of the opportunities too. right 
if my kids wanted to do something differently that may be required going to a more Ivy League college, I might choose to educate my kids differently. I might mm-hmm. look into a private or, or even a public school. Mm-hmm. So um, I think in the end, you, you have to know your kid. You do, yeah. What's best for your kid? What's best for your family? How do they learn? What do they want to do? And then decide what the best path is. Homeschooling isn't the best path for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah. Um, you know, especially if it's a college or university that doesn't, um, isn't too friendly with homeschoolers coming in. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to put them in public school, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, you mean for me? No, Leslie? I mean, like I'm saying, like, yes, can you hear me? Yes, yes. Okay. I thought you broke no, up. I'm saying, mm-hmm. like, like if, if, if your kid wanted to go to a school that maybe didn't accept as many homeschoolers, you might want to. Yes, definitely. You don't want to homeschool. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So you have to do your research. That's the point. Yes, Yes. you do. You have to know. You have to know your kid. You have to know the track. You have to, you know, talk with them about where would you like to go? What do you want to study? What is your dream? And then you help them, right? You help them. So, yes. And so I think what's nice, I mean, so hopefully now that we're at the end of the show, um, we're at 56 minutes, um, closing in on the hours that you've gotten, I think that we did a decent job of creating an overview of yes. um, what does it look like? Uh, what are, you know, the concerns? I know that we've hit on the concerns that a lot of parents have. So hopefully right. we gave you some, uh, some, some trails, some pathways right. for you to head down and have some confidence that there is a place for your child. And I, right. here's the thing that I want to end with is that no matter what you choose, whether it is public school or private school or homeschooling, you're not going to go wrong as long as you're involved. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go wrong. As long as you're involved. Yes. yes. Be, in fact, you know, my, my public school teacher friends will tell me that the kids that do the best are the ones that have parents that are involved. Right. Yeah. So, and so no, yeah. you're not you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. You're I know it's a fine. tough decision, and but and you can always change your mind. Yeah. Right. If you're distance learning and your kids are following their school's curriculum, trust trust your teachers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they're working hard. They're doing a great job right now. So just just trust your teachers. It's it's going to be rough for a while, but you know, you're going to get through it. You'll survive. <laughs> I'm wondering if I should mention why I sent my kids back. Um, some people may wonder, well, she didn't talk about why she sent her kids back. I mean, if she loved it so much, then why Why two years ago? It wasn't the <laughs> pandemic, right? Uh, wait, no, that would be the reverse. So, you know, what was it with, what caused me to send my kids back? So ultimately, two things. One, my oldest was starting to push back more. Um, mm-hmm. I could feel that he wanted something more traditional, he wanted to yeah. be in school. He wanted to actually, he was curious about what he was missing and what he was capable of. He wasn't yeah. really sure about uh, what I was offering and how did it compare to, mm. to, teachers, uh, to teachers who are degreed and who are working in a public school. And, right. and so he was really pushing back and wanting to see what that was about. Um, I think that's a valid that's a very valid thing. Yeah, I could. My daughter wanted to go back or wanted to go until she found out that she'd have to be out front at six o'clock for the bus. Yep. Yep. 
That's right. That's what that world is like. Never mind. I'll stay home and sleep and wake up later yes. at like 10. Because I, I thought I would homeschool through uh, through high school. Yeah. And my, my youngest, um, who's two years younger, so he's going in seventh grade, I had really struggled with that one. I still think that Maddox would be a good homeschooling candidate. He's more creative. Yeah. He's the one who is not great with the schedule. Um, he is so not great with having homework due and... I still struggle with that, but because he's on the on the pre AP path, I feel um, I, I'm I'm concerned about um, taking away opportunities from him. And this is where I felt like ultimately this was my second reason was that I wasn't sure if if colleges were ready for his path if he stayed homeschooling. And I wasn't right. sure that he would develop something so unique at home that he would be competitive enough if he didn't go to school. So yeah. that's, you I know, I think it depends I, on what he wants to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's not entirely sure, but he's creative and, um, and can really follow, kind of go down a path. You know, he, he follows his curiosity. And yeah. so when I see that, you know, it makes me really want to homeschool him. So. I know that that yeah. is an excellent homeschooler quality. Yeah, it I would is. Say. He's more self motivated. Definitely has that as well. And, yeah. Um, one of the things that he loves to research on his own is physics. That's He's cool. Really into physics. That's very and, cool. Uh, he comes and tells me about things that I have no clue about. <laughs> yeah. See, so neat. So neat. Yeah. So I may the the story has not ended. I I may explore it more with Maddox. Because, you know, the whole, like, me trying to make him go on a schedule and be more organized, it's not it's not getting better. Yeah. So, hmm, we'll have you to might, see. You might start the conversation with asking him, what are some of the things that you're passionate about? What are some things you want to explore? You know? Yeah. Kind of go from there. Right. You know, it, trust your gut, too. Yeah. You know, that mom gut thing, that's mm-hmm. for real. And I would, that's for everybody. You know, trust trust your mom gut. You you know it's best for your kid and no one will care for your kid as much as you do. And, um, you know, so if you're curious about something, research the hell out of it, try different things, you know, yeah. make changes if you have to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no matter which path your kid ends up on, whether it's public, private homeschool, trust that you made the right decisions, especially yeah. if, if, if your heart is, I want to do what's best for my kid and you're doing and you're tailoring things to um, the way your child is bent, I don't think you can go wrong. Well, I think that's a good place to end the show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, yeah, it's been a great, great yes, combo. Yes, and, and so topical right now. Um, so, you know, we consider Gritty Girls a community, so we'd love to hear from you, the good, the ugly, and especially the topics you'd like to hear us process. Right now we are on a, on a COVID-19 role, a pandemic role, um, mm-hmm. and so things are not as usual. I have not been – it's been easier on me because I don't have to do, you know, really grueling editing with the shows, it's very au yeah. natural. Just whatever comes out of our mouths, like- mm-hmm, that's what <laughs> flies. 
So find yeah. us on our website. Uh, you can check out our earlier um, shows, uh, which are more edited oh, and yeah, some, some really fun ones. On there. We check do. Them out. Check them out. GrittyGirlsPodcast.com. And we're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please subscribe to our show on the podcast app you are using. Leave us a rating and comment since that will help other listeners find us. We're still a pretty new show. We're not very consistent about posting, so we apologize. We're trying to juggle a lot. Um, (laughs) And uh, join our Goody Conversation. We would love that. We have only one rule, though, which is what, Leslie? Enter the conversation. With, yes, yes, with an, with open, an open mind. mind. So until next time, listen to understand, seek out growth, and keep the heart and mind open. Bye-bye.